Yeah, good evening. And I just want to let everybody know that as we record this, this goes out on Apple Music, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and it goes around the world. And um, you can find this very simply by typing in the search engine, Reverend Ben Cooper's podcast, and we pop up. And you can just uh, follow the links. You can follow all the podcasts, everything we've been doing from the very, very beginning of lockdown, probably around about three years now. You will find very clearly loads and loads of uh, podcasts that we've been doing. Different subject subjects have been approached. Tricky areas that the church doesn't like to talk about have been uh, dealt with. But tonight, I just want to let you know, God, God is with you. God really is with you. We are living in very powerful times. And I really believe there is a lot of change going on in all of our lives. Every one of us are experiencing change at a level that we never thought we would ever see. And things are happening quickly. Things are happening fast. Um, but I just want to let you know tonight, whoever you are across the globe, and we welcome all those that are online at this moment and everybody that will capture this via the means and the power of podcasting. And you can find that that stuff that we talk about. So let, let's read. Look, if you've got the scripture, turn. there's nothing finer than, than having a Bible and having the paperback version in front of you and just flicking over the scripture. It, it, it's really, really important that we, that we do that. So let's turn to... Um, so let's jump into Matthew, Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 through to 21. So let's let's read this. So it says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and uh, vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moth and rust and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also quickly drop down um, into verse 25 now this is about do not worry do not worry wherever you are at this moment please do not worry you might be on the other side of the globe uh, and we know that that happens we get a lot of uh, information coming back through statistics and and different means that the, the measures that we measure everything and and there are people on the other side of the world listening and watching and following all this stuff whether it's via live stream now or whether they list through the, through the power of podcasting so the reach of god's word is global it's stretching out but this is really pressed on my spirit you know this this is really strong tonight this is do not worry now let's read this together you, you grab yourself your bible it's really important look you probably can't see it the picture quality tonight pretty uh, atrocious on my phone i don't know how it is where you are look my bible this bible has got bits the outer cover's missing. There's bits and pieces missing. I've marked it. I've inked it. I've I've done, you know. I mark it with pens. It it because it's me. The, I I feel this word is within me, and I feel comfortable with this word. I thank God for the the digital gadgets that we have. But the issues I find that with a digital gadget is that you can't press it like you can the word of God. Look at this. I've had this for ages. Look, just look at that. Look, you know, church people would shoot me and kick me and push me around, the religious people, because, you know, the bigger the Bible, the holier they are. It sits under their arm, you know, all that razzmatazz. But my Bible is literally marked. I've got bits missing, chunks missing out of it. But I, this, this, this comes with me. This, this is me. You know, I'm dyslexic. Um, so that I struggle reading, I struggle writing, all that razzmatazz that goes with that. 
but I know this word because God revealed. So whatever your educational position is, whatever your lifestyle choices are, whatever and however you are, I just want to let you know tonight, do not worry because the best days are before you. What has gone on behind you, wherever you are across the world, God has been using that historical events uh, through endurance, through trust, through fear, through him, through every, there, there has been nothing in your life that has escaped God. Everything was foreseen. Everything was predestined. Everything was ordained. Everything was forecast. And I used that word yesterday, and I'm using it a words again because it is a quick way of just presenting it to us. Now, I would prefer to prefer to say prophesy, but we've got to be very careful about the language that we are speaking in the world of Christianity at the moment because there is there is a harder press at the moment for the church to go back to what it was. We cannot go back to what it was. This is Freedom Day. We are experiencing freedom from religion, freedom from church exercising. We're freedom from church press. We're freedom from, from what the church is trying to do to try and grab and to put it back as it was. It will never go back as it was. You know, you are free. Now, this is really, really important tonight, wherever you are, just to trust God. God is with you and God is for you. Never, ever give up. Never allow the situations of the world to pull you down. Christ is with you. All things are possible to those who believe. You know, let, let's get straight in. Let's get straight in. I'm just checking that people are online. Yeah, people, good evening, good evening, good evening. Now, verse 25 this is for every one of us. I am with you. You are with me. I am not separated in any way, shape or form. I am a human being. I am a child of the living God. So I feel as you feel. I hurt as you hurt. I bleed as you bleed. I cry as you cry. I am not bulletproof. I am not shatterproof. You know, there are areas within me and around me that people don't and will never grasp me. Just because I wear the collar doesn't mean to say that I am set as, without going theologically, I get what a lot of people are saying, but I am a human being at the end of the day, trusting God for my life, for my future, for my moment, for, for, for everything. I am just like you, brothers and sisters, and, and any atheists that are dipping in, I am just trusting God, and as I walk with him now, I just trust that he will make a way where there seems to be no way. There are many people experiencing life at this moment that are looking at your life. You're looking at so many circumstances, looking at so many scenarios and thinking that ain't going to work because we are weighing and putting so much weight and we are leaning into historical ways when actually God is breaking the past away. And what we're going to make sure is that we don't hold onto the handle of yesterday when God is going to close the door. Do not hold onto the handle because God is making a way in my life, your life, in our lives. Doors are being closed and the best thing to do is to lift your hands up and say, God, I am not in control, but you have full control. Father, open doors that need to be opened and closed doors. We are very good in the world of church, in the world of religion, being, I'm talking about leaders being almost like Pharaoh-like to a degree of holding on and wanting control. And also that drops back to the human being, control. There are so many people in the circle of our life 
in whether that's the workplace, whether that's home life, whether that's church, whether that's cultural, whether that's friendship, whether that's family, that always want to control us and always want to characterize us and always trying to box us to be a certain person. You are unique. You are a child of the living God. Either you're a son or you are a daughter of the living God. And be the person that God wants you to be. Now, this speaks to me. This speaks to the pastors, the leaders, the brothers and sisters, everybody that that listens and and grabs this this text. Now, now we're going to drop in very quickly because obviously communion night, and I've got to be careful that I don't ramble. So right, let's drop into 25. It's it's a bit of a stretch, but I'll, I'll read it straight the way through. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. Therefore, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, or what you will wear. Is not life more important than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. Uh, They do not sow, nor reap, nor store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable or precious, depending on what you're reading from, than they? Can any one of you, by adding worry at a single hour to your life, and why do you worry about your clothes? Why do you worry about your clothes? Look at the flowers, look at the uh, lilies of the field. Look how they do not spin or labor. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and thrown in the fire, will he not much more clothe you? O ye of little faith, sisters and brothers, wherever you are across this little Maltese of an earth, I tell you the truth right now. God is moving in areas that we never thought he would move. And he is moving very differently to how we would anticipate him to move. Because he is not a God of our anticipation. He is a God of order. He is a God of structure. He is a God of faith. He is a God of love. He is a God of justice. He is a God of wrath. He is a God of, of all what we know. But God is moving. Now, a few weeks ago, you can find it back uh, about about six weeks ago, we done, I've done a sermon and some teaching and some different bits and pieces through podcasts and through other areas and, and platforms that we use. Clearly, on uh, the two spies that were sent out to look uh, into Jericho and Rahab the prostitute hid them under the flax, the stalks of her house, and she lied through her teeth to the to the king and everyone around her. And, and it's a very interesting text because God... Now, this is what I'm getting to. You, Many of you that was with me a few weeks ago will hear this exactly same line. God is doing unusual things with unusual people in unusual times. He is not moving as the church is telling us he's moving. He is moving in a way that we have never seen and we are, and we you cannot anticipate what is next for your life because if you could anticipate what is next for your life, he would not be God because he says your ways are not the same as my ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. So we as human beings and as Christians, we try to anticipate the way that God is going to move. We cannot anticipate him. We cannot work him out. Paul writes very clearly that God is a mysterious God and he writes in a mysterious way to the human mind because God has to reveal the supernatural word that is supernatural 
if I thought as a human being I could understand it on a human platform, on a human level, it would not be a supernatural book. It is a supernatural book, so even the greatest theologians, they are not getting to that greatness in their study and their learning because of their natural skill set. God has called those theologians, God has called the preachers and the teachers to grow in a certain way and to move in a certain way. It's really, really interesting and really, really important to understand God is with you at home, whether you're at work, whether you're walking now, whether you're taking the children to activities and clubs, whether you're whether you're podcasting this later on a week down the line whatever it may be but do not worry let's let's read it let's read the rest of this text through as we come to the table it says verse 31 of uh, Matthew chapter 6 do not worry uh, by saying what what we shall eat now there are many now saying what we're going to eat the funds ain't going to stretch the fuel tank as we looked at yesterday do not look at the fuel pump of life trust God for every area of of your life. Do not worry, saying, what we'll eat, what shall we drink, or what shall shall we wear? Verse 32 of Matthew chapter 6. Now, this is a defining, this is a very important part of the biblical text that we are in. For the pagans run after these things. We are living in a nation, and we are living in within the UK framework, regardless wherever you are tonight listening. The UK, the biggest issue that we have within the UK is, it has been formed. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I won't go back into his, history. I won't go back any further than maybe. So let 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 let's go back eighty years. We have seen an increase in paganism. We have seen an increase in Masonic activity. We have seen an increase in the Masonic and the pagan activity. Now this applies to every one of us. This writer is writing to the church. We are the church. We are the believers. He says, for the pagans run after these things and your heavenly father knows what you, uh, what you need and what you require. Verse 33. This is the key to my life and to your life. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be given unto you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. We are always worrying about tomorrow. Guess what? Tomorrow never comes. Don't start singing that song to me. Tomorrow never comes because there is always a tomorrow. So the scripture is so fact and so biblically correct. Do not worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will never become because tomorrow is always tomorrow. It's interesting that history is very different and defined very different. So my historical events have chiseled me and shaped me and endured me and pressed me to Christ. But what lies ahead of me, now I cannot worry about tomorrow because what happens is when I think about tomorrow, I use my history to gauge my tomorrow. When God's tomorrow is very different for you and for me, God's tomorrow is blessings but when I look at my tomorrow I am judging my tomorrow on my historical events now we now you might think well actually I didn't realize that because we have been brought up in life we have been brought up in culture we've been brought up in homes and systems of the world and very traditional paths where tradition is very dangerous now I'm being very careful I'm being very respectful to all of us tonight tradition and areas of life 
can be damaging because just because someone says you look at church history if i was to continue in church history church history is very dangerous in certain areas because it is not relevant to the kingdom of god now we get caught in tradition we get caught in lifestyle we get caught in cultural trends we Every one of us, wherever we have been birthed and whatever culture we have been birthed into around the globe, our cultures are very, very different. And I've got to remind myself what I have been birthed into and my understanding of life and my cultural trends are very different to the kingdom of God. What you've been birthed into are very different. So we are very different, but what we've got to understand is we cannot allow the different cultures, different workplace, different lifestyle choices to affect our tomorrow. So when I look at the scripture, if I go in my history and in my back events, now I don't realize, but I the, the mind is very powerful. The mind is very strong. The mind controls our tomorrow. Now, Not our destination, but our thinking about tomorrow. Because what God has for you is very different to what you are thinking about your tomorrow. You might be thinking, you might be dreaming, you might be anticipating... Uh, not so much the future, but the, the, the problems. I'm talking about issues now, lifestyle issues and, and stuff that's going on in, in the drama of life because every one of us has a front door. Every one of us has the back door. Every one of us has windows. Everyone has a roof. So within our own house, there are family issues. There, Even in the workspace, whether you're self-employed, whether you're a business owner, whether you are employed, whatever whatever your situation is, life... Now, life, we we have to put the word life over all culture, all trends, all hashtags, everything. Life has issues. We are never, ever going to get away from issues. But when I look at where I've come from, look what I've come to, if I keep thinking about, because I can quite easily characterize my future by what I was, and where I've come from, when what lockdown has done, and what we are finding, God is moving, as I said earlier, God is moving in a new way, God is moving in a fresh way, the scriptures support that, God is a God of order, God is a a God of, of tomorrow, now the scripture that we're about to dive into is a very, very interesting part of this text, he says in verse 34 of Matthew chapter 6, therefore do not worry about tomorrow, I'm worrying about tomorrow, you're worrying about tomorrow, as leaders, leaders, churchgoers, religious people, churchy people, believers, we're not allowed to worry about tomorrow, no, but I am a human being, God, and I am worrying about tomorrow, but what he's saying is, please don't worry about tomorrow, you know, it is really important that that I do not let the worry of life control my tomorrow, Because if I let the worry of life control my tomorrow, what do I miss? I miss the blessing that the Father in heaven has for you and for me. Because what God has for you and has for me is very different to what we have for ourselves. God puts people, situations in our paths. We encourage one another. We pray for one another. We journey for one another. And we um, just walk together as one another, as the body of Christ. But if I allow the worry of life to dictate to me now, 
I could quite easily miss the blessings that God has for me. Verse 34 says, Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Each day has enough trouble of its own. It doesn't matter about what we think tomorrow. This moment, this hour at 7.55, whatever it is in your time zone around the world, our lives, our homes, our work, our, our parochial stretch of life has enough issues to almost drive us off the peg. So what I want to tell you tonight is do not worry about tomorrow. Do not worry about the a.m. and the p.m. of your life. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and everything else shall be added unto thee. Do not worry. That is the simple message tonight. Do not be fearful. Do not worry about the fuel pump. Many of many of you that was with us yesterday, do not worry about the fuel pump of life. You can get yesterday's sermon in the church online. Um, so do not worry about the fuel pump of life. Now, what does the fuel pump of life cover? It covers clothing. It covers what we just looked at, food on the table. It, co- it covers the fuel of life. It covers the, 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 the area of money. You know, if I keep looking at the value of the money and thinking this A, B, C, and D is not going to get done because this money isn't enough to stretch to that, I am limiting not my God because my God is it, it's impossible to limit him. What it does, it limits my faith because I put a ceiling level on the pound sign rather than saying it is by faith. I'm going in faith. God will always supply. God will always make a way. You know, there's that beautiful song out there. He's a way maker. Do we really do, now? I'm not being condescending. I'm not um, over uh, a stretchiness. Do we really realize that God is the way maker. He will make a way in the biggest trial of your life. He will open doors that you thought and you never knew a door existed in the wall of Jericho. He will drop the wall of Jericho. The wall of Jericho actually, to be fair, is already dropped. But when we look at this wall, it is still there. It's the visual wall. So what God is requiring is complete and absolute obedience to him. What is obedience to him? Now, can anyone really say across the earth, I am completely living as God would expect me to live? I I find this, this, this question fascinating to myself. And I find that all the time I am breathing on this earth, I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to trip. I'm going to slide on the ice of life. I'm going to say things that are wrong. I'm going to do things that are wrong. I'm going to react. I'm going to, you know, because I am a human being and I'm not making that as a as an excuse to go out and to live completely crazy because Pastor Ben said there's an insurance policy insurance policy saying that, but that, that that's completely different. What I'm saying is I am saved, you are saved, the gift of salvation is on you and upon you and around you, so do not fear, God is with you, do not worry, we cannot lose our salvation, but what we are finding is there are many believers struggling in, in, in faith because because we are trying to live now in in our uh, yesterday rather than letting go of the yesterday and there are many trying to uh, live for what God has for us but because of historical events and lifestyle choices and stuff that's gone on we are dragging it forward when Christ has actually said 
I've nailed this to the cross. It is nailed to the cross as Christ hung on the cross of Calvary and he said very clearly, it is finished. That opens up a great theological conversation that opens up the word of God to an unbelievable level. It is finished on every level. Could I be quite bold to say, I believe that there are many of us holding onto the handle of life, not the handle of the future, but holding onto the handle of yesterday. Every millimeter of time, every millisecond, every minute, every hour, we have been birthed into situations and life and uh, the governments and society and policies and structure have been placed upon us in such a way where we're holding on. We are, we are, it's almost like we've got a vice-like grip onto certain things. And we're frightened to let go because when we let go, we are completely trusting God. And that can be very difficult to trust God. He said it, he said it all right, and I'm, I'm not frightened of saying it, because we serve a God that calls the things that are not as though they are. That is a very interesting line in the Word of God. We serve a God that calls the things that are not. So what are the things that are not as though they are? The thing, now, what we see, what you see, what I see, are very different to what God sees. So what I see is very temporal and very fleeting. And believe it or believe it not, when we look through vision, when we look through perception, when we live the way that we live, very, very clearly, we are living in the moment. And we try to think and we try to anticipate, but I can't see into the future because what God has for you and for me it's is beyond human understanding blessing upon blessing but because i'm holding on to the handle of life and when i hold on to the handle of of yesterday and life i'm in this scripture that we've just read out i'm clearly in this scripture i'm worrying but when i let go of the handle i completely lean into faith now that can be very difficult for any one of us to lean into jesus now, it takes a lot of boldness to say this to you. It takes a lot of faith. It takes a lot of trust to say, God, sometimes in my life, I am like the disciple that jumped out of the boat. I can walk for a few steps in faith, but then I see the storms and the darkness around me. And Lord, I sink. I'm not frightened of sinking. Do you realize that I am not frightened of sinking anymore? Because when I sink, my God lifts me. When I try to anticipate him, that is more dangerous than actually sinking. Because when I sink, I can only sink when I have taken a few steps of or a leap of faith. But when I hold on, I'm holding on to yesterday. So I become very tense. I become very nervous. I become very fearful. And what God is saying to me and to you tonight and across the platform of church, let go of your history and walk by faith. Yeah, but God, if I walk by faith, I'm frightened I might sink. We will not drown in the sinking. The disciple did not drown on that lake. Christ stretched out and Christ pulled him and Christ and the disciple, what did they do? Christ and the disciple got into the boat. 
God is walking with me and God is walking with you in every situation. Let go of the handle of yesterday. Let go of the handle of life and lift your hands. Now, the scripture that we finished on is very clear. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. I cannot seek when I'm holding on. Because when I'm holding on, I'm focused on holding on. To let go, to let your hands off. Now, we looked at some scripture the other day in the New Testament very clearly about the disciples that were before Christ, 5,000 men, women and children. So let's anticipate seven, eight, maybe push that up to 10,000 uh, people. Humanity was standing before Christ and the disciples that have seen miracle after miracle said to him, we do not have enough to feed this crowd. You might feel that you don't have enough to feed this crowd simply because, and I understand what we are talking about here, is because I'm holding on to the fish and the loaves. I'm holding on to what I see. I'm holding on to what I am used to. I'm holding on to what I am anticipating. So I have to hand over the loaves and the fish. I have to jump out of the boat of life. I have to literally walk on water. And if I am going to sink in faith, I am not going to drown in the storm around me. Because Christ is watching me walk by faith. I will not foul, you not will foul. People will look at us and, and they could quite easily characterize us and look at us and go, do you know what? Do you know what? Guess what? You know what now? Can you believe it? A, B, C, and D. Do you realize what's going on? Well, God already realized and God already knew and God already forespoke of what was going to happen and what was going to go on in our lives. There is, there is nothing, there is nothing now in our lives that is taking God by surprise. There is nothing around us that has taken God and shocked him because I can't bring this to a a finish. So I I pray that God will just just continue this and, and speak directly into your spirit. There is nothing too big for God. Worry is not a concern for the for the power of the Holy Spirit. Worry is not a concern for God. You will never find that God was worrying. You will never find that God was was stretched in any way, shape, or form. What you will find is the Word became flesh, and what you will find is the Word, when the Word, how was the Word pressed? The Word was pressed in the Garden of Gethsemane. The Word was stretched and pressed in the wilderness with Lucifer for 40 days and 40 nights. But what the Word of God is and what the Word of God is, is Christ. What Christ did when his hour of need, he said, it is written three times when he was in the wilderness. And when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, what a great thing and what a great Bible study to, 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 to present oneself is the Garden of Gethsemane because what you will find is Christ was not weak. Christ was not stretched beyond what he could bear. What it was was Christ in his physical being was literally leaning in to God. When you lean into God and you say, not my will, your will be done. The will that God has for you is very different to what we thought. But we are very, we frighten ourselves by looking into what could be because we are judging and looking at what was. 
But Christ said it was nailed at the cross. So, so what, where you are and where I am at this moment in time and what lies ahead, let's, let's just trust God. Let's trust God for, for our workplace issues. Let's trust God for children. Let's trust God for, for the retirement package. Let's trust God for the ministry. Let, look, there is, I could sit here forever on a day saying, let's trust God in A, B, C, and, and it, because I'll never get to the end of it. But every one of us needs to trust God in a way that we have never trusted him before. Can I say that? Can I be bold enough to present that to each and every one of us by simply saying, as Jesus said, just believe. Just believe. Because when I believe, I leave the fuel pump of life. That fuel pump. Now, when I look at the fuel pump, and we know the fuel pump, we've all been to that fuel pump more times than we can count. I have to pull the trigger for the fuel to go in. Okay? So I am in control of what goes into the tank. Now, I need to take my hand off of the fuel pump of life and let God put into my fuel tank. Now, that is complete and absolute faith. But we hold our hand on the trigger because of what we have in the bank or by what we have in our hand or what the limitation is on the card. See, I'm still in control of the fuel pump. I'm going to put in what is relevant to in my hand. But I need to let go of the fuel pump of life and say, God, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. So God is the God of the, his supply will never run dry, whether that's on on finances, whether that's fuel, whether that's food. And I'm not, when I talk about finances, I'm not talking about the prosperity press. I'm talking about God will make a way. He will stretch the money. He will produce. You know, God is the God of miracles. But when I hold on to the fuel pump itself, so the fuel pump, the visual trigger and the eyes that I, I gauge everything with are in control. I'm gauging what I put in the car because it's what I have around me. But I need to trust God. Do not worry about tomorrow. Do not worry about anything. We're at the table now. We're at the table of remembrance. And we're going to break bread together. And I apologize for the maybe a bit of the internet's buffing about a bit. I hope you can hear me all through the audible version uh, clearer than, than what the picture is at the moment. Uh, I'm, I pray that God will just strengthen you and be with you and just uh, guide you in all of your life. I, I pray that you've heard this, that this has come over clear enough for you to hear in the name of Jesus because it, it's the hearing that's more important than the visual you don't need to see me it's God speaking to you you don't need to uh, we don't need to, to it's great to have the visual but the visual isn't isn't what's the purpose of this it's the audible it's it's hearing it's hearing and that's what's really important that's just really pressed my spirit because the scripture says no one has seen God so it's hearing his word hearing the message there's a lot come from this tonight come on let's break bread to get together let get yourself some bread get yourself a cracker get yourself um a bit of a loaf of bread get yourself a pitta bread whatever but please don't bring the kebab to the table leave that on one side just bring the pitta you know come on 
Come on, may God bless you and may God strengthen you in the mighty name of Jesus. This is a very powerful time for you. This is a very powerful time for me because God is moving in a way that we never thought he would move in our lives. And God is opening doors. But I'm going to let the handle of history close now. Tonight, when I when I press the uh, the button to go offline... I'm going to let the handle go because can do you believe would you believe it if I told you I'm handing on to historical things yes I am because because we are human beings regardless of color regardless of faith regardless of what or whoever we are we hold on to and tonight is the night where we just got to lift your hands up and say God I pray tonight, Lord, as I take a bread, as I take a wine, Lord, I hand you the loaves, I hand you the fish. And by doing that, I'm handing you my history. See, our history is already now to the cross of Calvary. So why am I carrying it with me? Why am I bringing this baggage? Why am I bringing this stuff? It's like weighing me down. You should know the truth and the truth will set you free. You are free tonight. I am free tonight. The best is before every one of us because God has already gone in our destiny. God is our destination. He is the way maker. There is always a way. Let's break this bread together. Father, we thank you for this bread. And as we break this bread together tonight in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for this hour. And as we break this bread, Father, we realize that this bread is just bread in itself, but what it represents is the body of Christ. Lord, if I fouled you, Lord, if I've said, done something out of line, Lord, if I've done a crazy thing, said a crazy thing, Lord, if I've upset anybody, Lord, if I'm holding on to unforgiveness, deal with me. Lord, if I'm arrogant, deal with the arrogance. If I'm prideful, if I'm boastful, if I'm unforgiving, Lord, if I am self-seeking, Lord, if I am doing all this stuff, Lord, I want you to strip me back more. I want you to strip me back to the bare bone because I want to learn to journey by faith again. I want to walk, Lord, as a disciple. I want to walk as a son. You may be saying, I want to walk as a son in a new way. I want to walk as a daughter in a new way. I believe God is moving very differently. But we have been going on the anticipational route of holding on to what we think and how we think God is moving. There are new beginnings, new days. Hope is before us. Father, bless this bread tonight in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Father, as we come before you, I pray for my brothers, my sisters, anyone that is on the other side of this camera tonight, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you will strengthen them and bless them and heal them. Lord, I pray and I thank you that your word is within them. And as we take of this cup tonight, Lord, I thank you that there is power in the name of Jesus. Cleanse us and wash us. And free us up tonight, Lord, from the handle of yesterday, in Jesus' name. Lord, you have saved us. You have given us grace. We are sanctified. We are justified. We are children of the living God. We worship you and we adore you, in Jesus' name. Amen. There we are. May God bless you and strengthen you. 
in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. He is with you. He is not against you. He is for you. I pray that God will just open up the envelope of your heart tonight and give you so much peace, so much peace. You will just feel the wave, the wave of God's presence and his goodness just washing and when I mean washing, just coming over like a wave of just almost a, a cleansing, like just, just feel that God is really on you and within you and around you. And your life is okay. It will be fine. I'm going to press the button. I'm a vicar. Get me out of here. I'm going to disappear and I will see you. Where are we? We're Monday. I will see you Wednesday evening. I will see you at 730 as we uh, open up God's word and as God words, God's word opens up us in our heart. And I pray that God's word will give you comfort. And I will see you at 7.30 Wednesday evening as we go back live streaming. And for all those podcasts that come out uh, in the course of the week. And um, once the building work is complete and once everything is done and we, we've got... Uh, the builders thank God for the builders thank God for everything that's going on once all this is done and finally stamped and, and finished we will there will be a lot more activity through live streaming and a lot more podcasting so there'll be a lot more coming out we've been trying to keep things moving and just keep keep, keep God's kept things moving thanks be to God so we thank God for your lives I thank God for every one of you I believe that God is working with you I believe God has great things for you I believe I believe, not because I'm lifting, not because I'm lifting you up and saying how great you are as a human, and you understand what I'm saying, but how great God is within you, and you are carrying God. You know, Mary, we understand that Mary gave birth to the word, but you are carrying the written word, you are carrying the rhema word, you are carrying the spoken word, you are a word carrier. The word was given birth by Mary, but you are carrying the written word of God. You are armed. You are dangerous. The enemy cannot get near you, but he is trying to send you messages through through the means of, of in in the way of um, the, the the Jezebelic way, the Jezebel message that there. But do you know what? We'll always have their messengers. We'll always have their messages that are saying, "I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you." This that study about uh, 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 the Jezebel message that came out to the prophet. Maybe well, it will happen. We'll have time to study and we'll look at that because God is doing great things and great things are before you. I'm out of here. I've said it and I'm saying it again. Thank you so, so, so much. You've been joining myself, Reverend Ben Cooper. You can catch us on Apple Music, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Buzzsprout, Spotify, and many other social platforms. Just put in the search engine and I really would uh, ask you to, to go into to those platforms that I've just spoken and uh, listen to the podcast and to share the podcast. Uh, the reason I say that is because I've been very stretched and others have been stretched through lockdown and been very challenged through God's word. And I've been very open and I am always very open and I am not frightened what I say on air, off air, over the air. I just want to let you know if God can do it for an inked vicar, God can do it for you. Have a great evening. Have a wonderful rest of the evening. You know what? I'm saved and you are saved. 
You are washed. I am washed. We will catch you soon. May God bless you. That's it. I'm done. God bless.